William, thanks for speaking to us this morning. Hi, good morning. Now, if judgment is granted and Devani is discharged um, of murder, could that mean the end of the story for the defense? Absolutely, that's the end of the story for the case, because if um, the judge finds in favor of the defense and grants their application for discharge, that amounts to a finding of not guilty, and he would then obviously be free, freed of the case and uh, would be you know, entitled to go wherever he wants to. And, of course, uh, this is causing quite a bit of consternation, just broadly speaking, in uh, social terms in South Africa, given what happened in the Oscar Pistorius trial. But, you know, having looked at what has happened, how this has unfolded, do you think that the state has presented a strong enough case? Absolutely not. And I think everybody must must understand that. You know, the judge dealing with with the matter, or any matter for that, uh, you know, let's just look at it generally, has to look at the evidence and can't make decisions based on what the public feel. If the prosecution um, wants to persuade the judge to convict anybody, then they must present strong enough evidence and they must do the necessary preparation. And, uh, you know, they would then have to uh, persuade the judge to make a ruling in favor of the state, in other words, to convict him, or in fact to discharge, not to discharge him at the end of the state case. But if the evidence isn't there, you know, then the judge um, can't go and kind of suck it out of her thumb and just do guesswork. Uh, she has to rely on the evidence presented to the court, to, to the court, and based on that make a finding. And the evidence has been of a particular poor quality. The main witness here is, is Tongo and uh, linking Dewani, and, and his evidence is really riddled with contradictions and improbabilities. And then we've got, of course, St. Wabi and Malombu. Also, both of them are very, very poor witnesses. Um, Malombu has admitted to lying in court in the Ngeni trial. So that is a rather um, sad indictment of how, uh, you know, the standard of evidence and the, the reliability and credibility of, of these kind of witnesses who, in any event, um, admitted criminals. And, um, you know, the evidence has to be treated with caution. But... It's so poor that, um, you know, my feeling is that there's a very good chance that uh, Judge Traverso could rule in the favor of the defense this morning. And speaking of Judge Traverso, uh, there is, of course, this uh, petition that claims that uh, she has been aggressive towards the state, uh, rude towards them even, uh, whilst being uh, rather biased towards the defense. What do you make of that? Well, I must say, I don't know where these people get their legal advice from. But I don't think they really understand the law. Uh, you know, obviously a judge is going to be firm in court, and if if one or other side, either the defence or the prosecution, is is not presenting sufficient evidence, I think she's entitled to, you know, express her her opinion about that. But any in in a court trial, if the, either the state or the defence feels a judge is being biased and not objective and not um, allowing a fair trial to take place, they must bring the application for that judge's recusal. Now, you have this other organization, I feel really on a ludicrous uh, basis, trying to influence the proceedings. And I I don't think that will be tolerated because surely the prosecuting authorities, if they felt um, there was irregularity in in the way that uh, the judge was dealing with the case, they would have brought an application, not some outside organization, which I don't believe anyway is getting the correct legal advice. 
Uh, you can't bring these applications in this fashion, and it's got to be based on facts. Uh, you know, a criminal case is, is, is a, it's quite a tough, you know, situation to be involved in, and you may get judges saying things about how you're defending or how you're prosecuting, but that doesn't always lead to a situation where that judge has to recuse herself. So I don't think in this case anyway. I don't believe there's any basis whatsoever for, for this kind of um, application. They've got those, you know, as what it's called, legally locus standar in, in the proceedings in any event. And if the prosecutors think there um, is no basis, then, you know, they're the ones who must bring such an application. Do you believe there are any grounds whatsoever that could force Justice Minister Michael Masuta to order a retrial with a new judge? Well, I don't believe there's any basis for that. I think he made the comment that it's, you know, the trial must take its course. Um, if, as I say, if the states have any problems, they must bring the application, that's the NPA, the prosecuting authorities. And if there's a decision made which they're not happy with, they must consider taking it on appeal. If they can, don't forget, appeals um, can only be, you know, dealt with on... on uh, legal aspects, if, if we take the Oscar Pistorius case as an example, uh, the state is bringing an application for leave to appeal. It's based on the law that she, she misdirected herself, that's Judge Masipo now, with an aspect relating to the law. But if it's a factual decision, in other words, how bad is a witness, then you know the, the state probably hasn't got any grounds to appeal. But you know, the legal process must follow its course, and I don't believe that the Justice Minister has any grounds to interfere, and I think he said that he's not going to do so, that it must take, you know, carry on with a normal course. These are applications for discharge that, that are allowed in terms of our law, and if the evidence is so poor, well then, you know, you can't go and create the evidence, and that is what the, what the court has to uh, make its ruling on, and um, I think, you know, as I said earlier, everybody must realize that, as much as they want the body to go with evidence, let's for example, say she rules against the defense. There's no, there's no obligation on him to even testify. The defense could close their case, not call any witnesses, not call the warning. So, you know, it's a procedure allowed in our law where the inevitable, because I don't think that the state is ever going to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he's guilty of any crime. And, um, you know, the fact that um, the, 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 the evidence is so poor is not going to be is not going to improve if the state, if the defence closes its case, or even if Devani goes and gives evidence, and he's a poor witness, then she's stuck with a whole lot of poor witnesses. So, and bearing in mind the onus that rests on the state to prove its case beyond a reasonable doubt, that's at the end of the whole case. The test here is: is there evidence on which a reasonable person may convict? And I think there's a very strong argument uh, in favour of the defence because of this very poor evidence.